Martinook takes Severson down. Puck kept in by Smith. Set across. The shoot score! Deflected out in front. Carolina. Ethan Bear was ready to shoot. Traffic gets in front of Hammond. And the hot start goes to the Canes. It's a 1-0 lead. Now another turnover and Kokaniemi trying to get to it. Hamilton cuts him off. Canes get the puck back to Kokaniemi. At the point, Shea Sheffy score! Again, the net front is there for Carolina. And it looks like Marty Natchez gets the stick to this one. And the Hurricanes have struck again. It's 2-0 at PNC. Same at 15 left here in the first period. 2-0 Hurricanes lead. Goals by Marty Natchez. And now another one out in front. They'll score! Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Kane's Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Kane's Corner Podcast. Adam Gold with you, and the regular season is over. 82 games. It took forever. And the Hurricanes uh, win their sixth in a row. They do it 6-3 to three over the New Jersey Devils. Uh, and they now have an eight-point cushion in the Metropolitan Division. An eight-point cushion in the Metro. Rangers still have one more game tomorrow against the Washington Capitals. There's four games tomorrow uh, that matter to the standings. We'll get to those in a second. Uh, we'll tell you what happened tonight. Uh, and we'll tell you where uh, where the Hurricanes stand in all of it. Um, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There's no place like it. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. Uh, check them out online for a free no-obligation estimate if you want to make your home more beautiful on the outside and more energy efficient. All right, 
let's uh, let's do the game. Uh, and then uh, my friend Michael LaBeouf from the Action Network will talk odds a little bit uh, going into the playoffs. And obviously, he also does an Islander podcast. I mean, he's locked into what's going on in the East. And he knows who's good and who's not. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, the Hurricanes and goaltending and, and matchups and things like that. And we'll see uh, if he fancies the Hurricanes. As an aside, he did the last couple of years. Uh, we can debate whether or not it worked out, right? All right. Uh, first of all, Auntie Ranta got the start tonight, and I thought uh, he was very good in this game. Really didn't have a problem with any of the goals. Uh, I thought Carolina was a little messy uh, toward the end of the first period and messy in the second. Uh, or Well, they were really messy after the first 15 minutes of this game. I thought Carolina won the game in the first 15 minutes. They went up 3 nothing, and they kind of coasted from there, and they just did just enough the rest of the way. Um, and it was cool to see Stephen Lawrence score. Jordan Martin scored another goal. Uh, I mean, Ethan Bear got his fifth. I was just waiting for Ian Cole to score. It was just that type of a night. Uh, but a good night from the Kokaniemi uh, who gets back in the lineup. Kokaniemi line, Natchez played really well. Jordan Martinook played really well. That's going to be your fourth line in the postseason. Martinook on the left, Kokaniemi in the middle, Martin Natchez on the right. That's going to be your fourth line. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to do that because the New Jersey Devils are not in the playoffs, but, I mean, they should have an opportunity to take advantage of other teams' fourth lines. I mean, you have to think that at some point in this in his career, Martin Nature is going to be a 55, 60-point guy on a regular basis and have that guy on your fourth line? I mean, would anybody be surprised if Natchez, you know, through, let's just, just pretend here, right? Through two rounds of the playoffs, if Natchez had six or seven goals, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we know it's there. He just has to get a couple of uh, a couple of breaks and play the way he played tonight against either Tampa or Boston. And if it goes well against either the Rangers or Pittsburgh or Washington, whoever survives uh, out of that. So like there's a, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good things about this hockey team right now as we get ready for the playoffs, which I mean, Either a Monday or a Tuesday start, depending on the opponent. I mean, if it's Boston, like, I know Boston's got a concert or two concerts. John Mayer's got two shows Monday and Tuesday of next week. So, not of this upcoming week, but the following week. I mean, it could be a Monday start. Could go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. And then back to Raleigh for Tuesday. I would have never expected the Hurricanes to be first on the floor in the playoffs, but... They might be, but there might be a bunch of games on Monday. I don't think the NHL is going to waste a lot of time. Everybody's done tomorrow. Uh, the only game on Sunday is the Jets and the Kraken. Neither of those teams are in the playoffs. By the way, John Forsland will be doing playoff games for TNT, so that's a good thing for those of us who like to hear John Forsland do a playoff game. But the NHL is just going to get right to it. They're not going to waste any time. We're already about three weeks later, even more actually, well, maybe three weeks later than we normally are. We usually start second week in April for the playoffs, and we're going to start right away in May. So 
they don't really want to stretch this out into, you know, to the end of July. They don't want to do that or mid-July. So I think we're going to get right to it. There'll be a, I don't think there'll be as many back-to-backs, but there will be very few two-day breaks within a series. Very few two-day breaks within a series. And that's, uh, that's good. Let's get right to it. Let's play some, uh, some hockey. I don't think everybody, I think we have to worry about, you know, guys being tired. They're already tired, but the adrenaline you get from playing a playoff game should take care of all of that. I mentioned Auntie Ranta played well. We still don't know what the status is of Freddie Anderson. He was at the game tonight. I don't anticipate him playing game one. That's probably, if it's Monday, he's not going to play. Uh, my guess is, I think best case scenario is that Freddie might come back at the end of round one. That's what I think. He hasn't skated yet, according to, we talked to Rod Brindamore today, uh, spoke to the team. Um, he has not yet been on skates not in any official capacity. He might, he might have put skates on and got on the ice, but I don't believe he has been in a crease on skates since the injury in Colorado now just about three weeks ago. So I don't believe they think that he is close enough to really consider him in the first round. Best case scenario is uh, toward the end of round one, but more than likely um, they think round two is a possibility. Uh, so now you're choosing between Ranta and Kachetkov. Ranta played really well tonight. Uh, he played well enough where I wouldn't be surprised if Rod, you know, gave him the crease for game one. But I also wouldn't be shocked if Kachetkov got the start. I don't think Ranta's playing them all anyway. So, you know, give Kachetkov game one. You can always come back with Ranta game two. And maybe they do that regardless of what happens in game one. It just They just could switch it off. You know, this is what the Hurricanes were, for the most part, the previous three years. Of course, they got to the playoffs and basically rode one guy until there was an injury. In 18-19, it was Morozik until he got hurt. Then it was McElhenney. Then we get to the bubble. You know, the series against the Rangers, he used James Reimer, but it was always going to be Morozik. I guess he used both against Boston, but that was more out of necessity. Last year, it was all Ned until Ned didn't play well against Tampa. Then it was Peter. Peter got a win uh, and then had a great first period in game four and then didn't play well. And then that was that. I could see Carolina switching off goaltenders. I really could. Islanders beat the Capitals 5-1. Boston beat Buffalo 5-0. Florida beat Ottawa 4 nothing. I don't know. That doesn't really matter other than they played. Uh, Columbus beat Tampa 5-2. Here's what it does. It sets up Friday. Boston at Toronto. Tampa at the Islanders. If Boston wins and Tampa loses. Actually, Tampa would have to win because Boston holds the first tiebreaker over Tampa. Boston's got 40 regulation wins. Tampa's got 38. So if Boston wins... Tampa has to win in order to stay in third place. A Boston win and a Tampa tie or Tampa overtime or shootout loss. Boston goes to third. Tampa goes to the first wild card and it's Carolina and Tampa. So if you don't want to see Tampa, root hard for the Lightning to win. Boston is in Toronto. Tampa's at the Islanders. Um, Or root hard for Boston to lose, to lose. 
Uh, Washington plays at the Rangers. If the uh, if the Capitals win and Pittsburgh loses at home to Columbus, uh, then it's Washington. Um, and if Washington beats the Rangers in regulation, Pittsburgh would have to win in regulation. Uh, actually, Pittsburgh owns the next tiebreaker. So uh, one point from Pittsburgh would be enough as I uh, stumble through all of this. Pittsburgh gets one point, gets to 102. Uh, the best Washington do Washington could do would be to tie them in regulation wins. They'd lose the next tiebreaker, which is regulations and overtime wins. So a Pittsburgh uh, tie, tie, if you, gosh, I, how many times have I said that? A Pittsburgh overtime or shootout loss to Columbus uh, would be enough uh, to keep the Capitals as the second wild card, Pittsburgh uh, as the third seed in the Metropolitan Division. Either way, Carolina staying on that side. It's all about do you play Tampa or do you play Boston uh, in the first round? And you be the you can choose who you want to play. I never think it's a good idea to try to orchestrate your opponent. I think when you do that, you pay for it. So whoever it is, if it's Tampa, Carolina's 2-0-1 against the Lightning this year, uh, although one, one of the wins came in overtime. Of course, the loss also came in overtime. Uh, and they are uh, 3-0 and against Boston this year and were the way better team in all three meetings. The man with the best Twitter handle uh, on Elon Musk's website, <laughs> Michael LaBeouf, at the Big Lebowski Action Network, also the Islander Anxiety Podcast. I just have to imagine... Uh, this na- this title of the podcast so appropriate for this year. I hope to give you uh, fifteen to twenty minutes of pleasure right now, Michael. Yeah, that's that's been the running joke on <laughs> Islanders anxiety this year. It's Islanders anxiety uh, presented by anxiety. <laughs> All right, let's not talk about the Islanders. Let's talk about because uh, I really want to talk about the Eastern Conference. Obviously, a little slant to the Carolina Hurricanes. They wrapped up the regular season tonight. Uh, with a, I mean, it was a win. I thought Carolina played great in the first period and then just did what they needed to do the rest of the way. They ended up winning it 6-3. to three. Um, Let's talk about the, first of all, your overall thought about, I, I think I saw today uh, before the fi- finale, plus 1,100 to win the East. I think it was plus 1,100 to win the East, or it might have been 1,100 to win the Cup. I think it was. I think I was looking at cup odds. Uh, and this this morning, they basically had the same odds as Tampa to win the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup. Does that make sense to you? It does for one reason, right? That the both of those teams are going to face a significant hurdle in the first round, right? Maybe Boston. each other. Yeah, or, or each other, right? Like, it's <laughs> like furthering the point where... The, the NHL has set, a, has set this playoff system up in such a strange way that you're not rewarded for winning your division. Uh, and, and, you know, we talk about it every, at the end of every season, there is always a division winner who the, the narrative is, who wouldn't it be better if they kind of just dropped down to the number two spot to right. play whoever. <laughs> and this year, it's, it's certainly true. I mean, I think if you pulled everybody coming out of the arena uh, today and said, who, who would you want? the Hurricanes to play in the first round between New York, Washington, uh, and Pittsburgh. Everybody, um, excuse me, Boston, Tampa Bay, 
Pittsburgh uh, and Washington. I mean, uh, like they, I think everyone would say Pittsburgh or, or Washington. Uh, you know, I think you can probably say those two teams, Pittsburgh and Washington, are on equal footing in, in terms of uh, being the – I don't want to say also Rams because, look, it's the NHL playoffs. Anyone can do it. But right. they're clearly number seven and number eight in, in the conference. Um, so I think that's why their number, you know, Tampa Bay and Carolina, I mean, Toronto's a little bit shorter than those two, but I think that's just because of the way they played in the regular season compared, uh, right. to Tampa Bay. And, and obviously like they have their goaltender, their starting goaltender is healthy, which is different for Carolina. Um, so like you look at those three teams, you know, you want to loop Boston into there too their biggest hurdle is probably going to come in, in round one uh, because when you get to the second, when you get to the second round, it's, you don't know what kind of team you're going to be facing. Like you, you could be playing the Florida Panthers, but they could be down Mackenzie Weger because you, they just went through a, you know, right. a crazy first round series. Like you're getting a softened version of the next round team in, in, in all likelihood. Um, so it, it makes sense in that. Perspective. However, if like you, if you told me to, to pick between Tampa and Carolina, at these prices, which one I'd, I'd rather, I think I would, I'd probably actually lean towards Tampa just because of, of the goaltending scenario right. in Carolina. If Freddie were or if healthy, it would be the opposite. Uh, here's the thing, the way I, first of all, um, I, I've always said this. I do think Freddie Anderson is different than Carolina goaltenders in the past. Uh, during this run, Carolina has now uh, made the playoffs four consecutive years the last two as division winners. And interestingly enough, the last two years, I believe they have had the third best record in the NHL <laughs> uh, in each season. The, the pandemic season, uh, I think they were best in the, we'll just call it the East, uh, whereas I think it was Colorado and Vegas were one, two. They were both in the same division, Colorado and Vegas, the best uh, in the West. Um, the... I've always thought that the the it didn't matter who played goal for Carolina. So, like somebody would ask me, "Well, are you surprised that Rod went with this goalie, Marazic or McElhenney or Reimer or Nedeljkovic?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not surprised because I don't know that it matters, and I'm not sure Rod mm -hmm. thinks it matters. I I do think this year is different. I think Freddie is built." To be a number one goaltender, he's built physically. Uh, he is the steadier of the two goalies. I, I don't think his last month of the season has been amazing, and I think the numbers bear that out. His save percentage, I believe, in his last 15 starts was just under 90%. It was like 897, I think, in his last 15 starts. So it hasn't been as good. Um I still think it matters a little, but having watched Kachetkov, I'm not sure it's that big a deal if Kachetkov and or Ranta combine, have to combine for the first round. I think the Hurricanes are the same, mm -hmm. basically the same team. Does that make sense? I don't know how that'll be reflected in the odds. How would it be reflected in the odds if they go, if all of a sudden you, 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 you see Kachetkov skate out for game one? I think they'll they'll drift, um, just because he's the unknown quantity. Actually, so so I think like yeah, like you said, like let's say game one Bruins Hurricanes, the game opens uh, Hurricanes minus one twenty five at home. I think if if it is Kachekov who who gets the nod, that game they probably they probably short uh, excuse me drift to like you know 
a pick them. Maybe even the Bruins end up as a slight favorite. And I'm, I think it's just because of there's no real sample size for right. him. I know he's had good, good numbers in the AHL. Um, but in a weird, so I think in a weird way, the Hurricanes kind of, you, you touched on it with the, and I can't, I, you know, as an Islander fan, I shudder to think about that Mirazic <laughs> McElhenney tandem that when you guys swept us. But um, what, what has ended up happening when, by removing Freddie from the equation through the injury, it's like they've kind of reverted back to that, right? Like they've reverted back to the, to the hurricanes that we saw the past couple of years yep. with the tandem goalies who were, um, you know, anti Ronson to me is, is like a hurricane goalie. That is like yeah. the type of guy that I feel like you guys have been going after for so long. A guy who's, you know, been a steady backup and his, his underlying numbers are always good. He's just, the, he has trouble staying healthy or for whatever reason, um, people are, are a little sour on him and the hurricanes can, can buy low. Uh, I, I've always believed in his, uh, ability yeah. uh, as, as a goalie. I thought that when the Coyotes signed him, like, that's a good, you know, shrewd move for a club like that. But I think in a weird way, so I think Boston, obviously, I like, I like the Bruins a lot. I think, uh, you know, 20 to one, they're, they're an interesting punt, uh, for a Stanley Cup future if you don't have one. Right. Uh, but in a, in a weird way, like the Hurricanes and the Bruins are in the same boat. Great five on five teams, great special teams, like the Hurricanes penalty kills, unbelievable. The Bruins always have a good power play and are solid on the PK. But you look at in, in goal, we might see four goalies in the series if they play, right? Like right. It's, it's, and they both have the same big question mark, which is, you know, can, can Linus Olmark win a series on his own? Can Jeremy Swayman do it? Do they can them? And then you look at the Hurricanes, it'll be the same thing. So in a weird way, these two teams are kind of made for each other. And if, if, if you're Carolina, you feel much better going up against that goaltending situation than you would against, you know, Vasilevsky or Shesterkin. It, you know, it's funny. Uh, I actually like Swayman better than I like Olmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe it's because I've seen Olmark longer than I've seen Swayman. But the times that I have seen Swayman play, I've liked him. Um, I don't like Boston yeah. as a team as much uh, as, I mean, like, you, their point total is pretty gaudy. I mean, uh, this is, frankly, the, the Eastern Conference. I, I know there's some bad teams in it. But I don't think there's some bad talent. I, I think even the bad teams have pretty good talent. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen Buffalo play a bunch. Buffalo's got some talent. Detroit's got some talent. Uh, I'm not sure Columbus is all that talented. Uh, I know the Islanders are good. So, but I'm, I'm looking at these point totals. And the, the Caps and the Penguins have both kind of fallen apart of late. Um, but they're both over 100 points. Boston's got 107. It might be 109 when it's all said and done. And they might be the the first wild card. Yeah, what, what, explain that to me. I can't. I like re- I actually was. I started to notice this early in the year. I was talking to uh, Elliot Friedman of like Sportsnet about it. Like around November, I'm like this. This is this. I've never seen a conference set up the way it was, where you had Carolina, Florida, Toronto, Tampa, Washington, and the Rangers all going on these crazy runs, and then you had teams like the Islanders. The Senators, the Sabres, who were all like sub 400 points percentage teams. Then the, the then the Flyers and the Devils capitulated, <laughs> then, and obviously the, the 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 Canadians were. And as that was going on, the Penguins went on a run that where they won 17 of 19. So it was I've never seen the standing shakeout like this. And you you touched on it. If Washington and Pittsburgh, I think combined right now, they've they've got nine wins in their past 20 combined games. If they played. You know, if they won three more each or something like that, or two more each, we're talking about the lowest seed in the eight, 
being around 104, 105 points. Um, that used to win you a division going away. Yeah. So it's, it's incredibly strange. Um, and it's going to be funny when point totals come out next year because I was looking at uh, the Atlantic division and, and Florida, Tampa, Toronto, and Boston all going into the year were, I think, 103 and a half or more as their point total. And I was like, wow, if you play the under on these guys, like you're bound to win because there's just not enough points to go around. And <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> they all, they're all going over their total. It's, they, they've all done it. They've all gone over their point total from in the same division. So um, it's, it's, yeah, it's bizarre. And it's, it's set up to look like this conference is, is a gauntlet, but then you, you do, I do think that the, there are some, some serious flaws with, with, with these teams and some of them are obvious. And I think some of them are a little less obvious. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I had a conversation. Uh, I think I was having it on Elon Musk's website uh, regarding uh, goaltending, um, and I actually think Carolina might have the third or fourth best goaltending going into the playoffs, and that's with the injury to Freddie Anderson. Um, yeah. You know, as as part of it, obviously, uh, Shesterkin and Vasilevsky. Um, Vasilevsky is always going to be one for me because of who he is. He obviously hasn't yep. had quite the year. And Tampa, I mean, Tampa's not as good as their reputation. At least they haven't played that way. I'm not talking about all year. I'm just really talking about the last three weeks or so. Uh, they have not been the same team the last few weeks. Um, and they got uh, they got ripped up pretty good tonight by Columbus. And, uh, heck, they might, not, they might need to win at the Islanders yeah. tomorrow for for them to stay out of the wild card, for them to stay out of Carolina's path. And I'm not sure that Tampa cares. I mean, they right. might, well, what they, would you rather be? <laughs> Where would you, would you rather be in that Atlantic division? Because like, people right. always look at it, ooh, I don't want to play Carolina in the first round, which is true. That's, they're probably, in my estimation, they're, they're the second best team uh, behind Florida. But the important thing is you're not playing – uh, Toronto, then Florida, back to back. You're not playing Toronto, then Boston, or Boston, then Florida. Whoever you know, right. you're you're getting you're getting Carolina, then either a coin flip between the Rangers and and Penguins. So that's that's why I think it 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 behooves honestly behooves the the Lightning to just lay down tomorrow. I'm, no team would ever do it, but if I'm if I'm picking my path, I'm saying give me you know sure give me the tough Carolina series in round one, but then I'll gladly take my chances against. Pittsburgh or the Rangers rather than, um, you know, Florida in round two, because you, you, uh, I understand like, why you say that, but here's, um, I guess data, right? Um, Tampa went zero and three against the Rangers this year and zero two and one against the hurricanes or I'm sorry, one, one and one from their perspective, the hurricanes went two zero right. and one, uh, one of the wins was in overtime. The first win was in overtime. I watched all three. Carolina was better than Tampa in all three games. The only reason why Tampa won the last one in overtime was because it was the, the Hurricanes at the end of an 11-game in 21-day stretch against all playoff teams. It was the second half of a back-to-back, and Carolina had nothing in the third period. It was a miracle that the game got to overtime. They only gave up one goal in the third Tampa had the puck basically the entire period, and Carol and Carolina uh, managed to drag <laughs> drag it to overtime. So Tampa's got one win combined in six starts 
against the Rangers and the Hurricanes, uh, but two and two against Florida, uh, and two one and one against Toronto. So maybe they're better off staying Crazy. in the Atlantic. Yeah. I don't think any of it matters to be to be not to them. Yeah. Well, or to anybody. Yeah, the, I, I don't think the yeah. regular season records really matter that much, do they? No, probably not. But I think the past matters to some teams. Like, uh, you know, I think if, if you look at camp, I think Camp and Boston are uh, chameleons, right? They can they can play to your, you know, they, they'll they'll adapt to whatever their matchup is. They're well coached, right? They've been here before. For other teams, I think it would have mattered, right? Like. You're, the like I can't see the the Rangers would have a, a really really tough time I think with Tampa or Boston you know that that kind of gum it up in the neutral zone style right. they'll you know they'll sit 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 back and wait until you make a mistake and when you do Nikita Kucherov scoring like it's it's yeah. that's that's why I think the Rangers have kind of lucked their way into the only spot in the conference where they um, are gonna. I think that they they are going to be deserving favorites in their matchup. If if they played at any other spot, if they won the division and had to play Boston, don't think they would be deserving favorites. If they were in a wild card and had to play Carolina, same thing. If Carolina dropped down, whatever it was, like they they needed the number two spot in the Metro and they found their way to it. <laughs> Amazing. They 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 absolutely have. Uh, all right, so. Right now, I'm like I'm just going to go on the assumption it's going to be Canes Boston, but obviously, uh, if it's Canes Tampa, what will those be before we get to Canes Boston? If it's Canes Tampa, what will those numbers look like? I think Tampa would be a slight favorite. Would be my guess, or it, it would on, on the like the series line. I think might be like incredibly close to a pickup. Um, you, I think you might see the, the number kind of ping pong back and forth between you know the, the minus one twenty one way or the other. Um, but I can't imagine uh, too many people will be betting against Tampa considering just the goaltending right. and whether right right or wrong. Um, you know that's just going to be the the kind of casual approach to it. Um, and I think it'll be a little different with Boston, where I think Carolina would be a slight favorite um, in the series betting. And I do think, like, I would have interest in Carolina as, like, a future play if they do drop, you know, game one or, or if they're down 2-1 in the first round and, and their number kind of gets towards that 20-1 to range where you're seeing Boston right now. Um, right. Because they're the type of team, I think, that if they – look, they're, they're an incredibly good team. So if, if they fall behind in a series, they're still live, and that's going to be the best time to buy on this team. I think right now the price is a little rich, but – it could get to a good point. All right, so Florida, I'm going to assume it's going to be Florida-Washington, but it could be Florida-Pittsburgh. Either way, mm -hmm. uh, Florida's got to be an overwhelming favorite against either team, right? Yeah. So, the, the, I mean, the only series that we've had uh, cemented is, is Edmonton and, and L.A., right? So right. the Oilers are minus 250 in that, uh, in that series. The Oilers are I, minus I little... 250? Yeah, so I'm thinking if, if, the, if Edmonton against LA, who, who is minus 252 plus 200, and that's a draft thing right now. I saw some other books had an even a bigger gap. I'm thinking that Florida could be, you know, minus 300 even against yeah. you know, either one of these teams, which is, uh, you know, crazy um, to think about. But uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see uh, why. I think Washington or Pittsburgh could beat the Rangers. I think that series will be closer to a coin flip than people think. Um, the, the the series price with Florida 
and whoever ends up in that spot will be uh, will probably be fair if Florida's in, in that range because they're just they're dynamic. Like I don't I don't see many paths to success, especially for Washington with their goaltending. Uh, real quick, as an aside, I like the L.A. Kings over the Edmonton Oilers, but yeah. it's really mostly I like the Edmonton Oilers to lose. Um, and it's not that I don't like the Edmonton Oilers. I have nothing against them. Uh, I have zero faith in that team, and I have zero faith in that goaltending. Uh, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, maybe the most top-heavy team I've ever seen in the NHL. I mean, it's to me, it's yeah, it's it's two players with with Evander Kane, who's sort of a wild card either way, uh, and I really don't like much else. Yeah, you think about Mike Smith, like he's he's been in incredible form for the past, uh, we'll say a month, like like give him credit, but he does this, like this is what he does, and then he could show up in game one, and he can either be you know, Grant Pierre or he could be Jan Denis, like you just don't know who this guy's going to be on a, on a given night. Um, and then the problem, and one thing I think is interesting with Edmonton, and, and this is, you know, maybe a little narrative streety, but like they lose game one to that, in that series, the pressure is just huh. going to be crazy. So that's, that's why I, I don't really think a, a, a Edmonton at that number is, is worth, is worth the risk. And, and I've, I've been thinking, I've been liking the Oilers and the way they've been playing going into the playoffs. It's just, uh, it's a different game. Like yeah. as, as, as much as people like to try to fight back on that, it, it just is, it's a completely different environment you're playing. in. It's, it's actually a game set up for the way the hurricanes play. Um, mm-hmm. For checking, uh, yeah, you know, chaos. I, I mean, yeah. the thing that they, for, the, for the checking and special teams, I don't, I don't understand how Carolina has perfected, or, you know, perfecting maybe a strong word, but the, the chaos, below the dot and in front of the net behind the net in Fort GS like with the four check-in and getting to the front of the net and just creating so much traffic uh, and then capitalizing on it. And, and yeah, that's the type of game you got to win. And people keep talking about how, uh, you know, it's scoring going to go down in the playoffs because it's been at an all time high now or whatever. People don't realize you're playing the, when you're, when you're in the playoffs, when you're the Edmonton Oilers, you're going to be playing a good team every night. You're right. not playing, the Ottawa Senators one night, and then the next night you play Calgary, and then the next night you play Vancouver. <laughs> like Carolina is going to be playing a good team all every night, and, and that's the style that you were talking about. That translates uh, no matter who your opponent is. Yep. Whereas like teams like Edmonton, does that style translate as well? You know, does it travel from playing the San Jose Sharks, and then okay, yeah, you can beat, you can out talent that team, but can you beat a team like Calgary in the best of seven with that style? It's just it doesn't seem like that. And, and well, I guess it's about Florida the same way. I mean, Florida is mm-hmm. such a, you know, a, a transition team. They get out of their own end so quickly and get the other way. Uh, but is that the style that we're going to see? Is that going to play in the playoffs? Um, I mean, Florida's yeah. had a, I mean, they were the best team. I, I can think they still have, um, actually they don't. I don't believe they have another game against the playoff team in the East. Uh, but they and Carolina combined to have the best record, uh, although Washington and the Rangers still have one more game, and the Rangers actually could overtake them, uh, and Toronto could pull even as I just ramble. Uh, but Florida's 13-6-3 against the Eastern playoff teams. Carolina's 12-6-5. Uh, Florida struggled against the teams in the West, I guess a little bit, 
Um, Carolina did not. Carolina went 11-4-1 against the Western Conference playoff teams. Um, Carolina has the best record overall against all playoff teams uh, from teams in the East. I haven't figured out what teams in the West did. Um, but the East beat the West pretty good. I think, I think that tells you what we were just saying, right? That that style plays well, no matter who you're playing. Um, and one thing to think about with Florida, I think that one of their ingredients that they have that I think people may overlook when they're talking about all oh, their defense struggles, they're, they're so reliant on transition, is they have the, the two-way center that you need, right? Like, so they have Sasha Barkov. Yeah, gosh. Uh, when you look so at good. playoff, when you yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a Patrice Bergeron. Yep. He's a you know you know every team is Sidney Crosby, and I, I know we're just named stars, but like every team, when you look at these playoff teams, like even last year with with the way that that Tampa Bay third line was, you need, just need that one line where you can say, look, you got to go, you got to go shut down our Tammy Panarin. Uh, there's eight minutes left in the third period. Every time he's on the ice, you're on the ice. Yep. Um, and and Florida has that, so. That is that's the one thing I think people might overlook when they cite the, the kind of seesaw battles that that uh, Florida plays. Yeah, I think they're also a very physical team. I mean, I've seen them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enough this year. I know what Florida is. Uh, I think, I mean, I've I've talked about this with a lot of people. It's the only team that would surprise me if they lost in the first round. The only one. Anybody else can yeah. lose. I don't care. And I've told this, you know, I've mentioned this in the podcast. I mean, Carolina could lose to whoever they play. They could lose to Boston, even though Carolina's played the Bruins three times and destroyed them all three times. I mean, it's, a, I think, 15-1 goal differential in the three games between the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Uh, Carolina's been the better team with Tampa, but uh, they, they weren't against Washington. But the last time they played, Carolina went to D.C. and just smacked them around. Uh, that was the game that uh, Lars Eller hit Jesperi Kotkaniemi with 1.8 seconds left on the clock uh, in just a dirty play. Uh, that if it, It's a play that if it was in the first period, nobody would care. It wouldn't have even, even been a penalty. But with 1.8 seconds to go in a 6-1 game, we all knew what that was about. Um, but he just came back. He had a 3-point night tonight. Uh, but anybody else can lose. I mean, literally, it would not surprise me. Only Florida losing in the first round uh, would surprise me. All right, before I let you go, Michael, give me uh, give me an idea of what you're looking at, what you like uh, that's that might be on your card when we start Monday. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, I kind of touched on it a little bit with the Bruins. I think that in the East, uh, if you're looking for a Stanley Cup future, they're the team that I would circle. Um, I think that they can beat anybody. Their, their style translates well. You are taking a little bit of a gamble with the goaltending. Yeah. Um, but I think Boston is is certainly the the team that I think it, of, of, hasn't had all their value sucked out by their regular season. Uh, they, I think going into tonight, they were 6-5 and five in their last 11. But if you look at their underlying metrics, they were near the top of the league in terms of you know preventing top-quality scoring chances, right. expected goals, numbers, all that stuff. So they, they kind of ticked a couple boxes for me, which is, they're playing well, but they're not getting great results. So people haven't really noticed. So the number isn't, isn't shifting. So I like Boston um, there. And then I, I honestly, I'm going to be playing the Dallas Stars, uh, no matter who they play. And I bet Calgary before the season. So yeah. it makes me a little upset. I don't want to see them play Calgary in the first round, but um, I playing Dallas. I think that they are a tricky opponent in a best yep. of seven series. 
Uh, so whether they're playing Colorado, whether they're playing Calgary, I think Dallas uh, is a team in the West is, is, is live uh, at a big number, no matter what. And, um, and that St. Louis, Minnesota series is the one everyone keeps talking about. I, I like St. Louis there too. I think that they'll have some value. Uh, you uh, like well. St. Louis there. I actually like Minnesota yeah. there. Uh, yes. I mean, it's, it's, you can make a good argument for either side, uh, I think, but that, that St. Louis attack that four, that's like Carolina a little bit, right? Four lines that can, yes. One, one of those lines is going to be good every night because there's four good ones. So I'm going to be, um, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, it's going to be tough for me to watch everybody that talks about how good St. Louis is. I, I've seen them play three times. The third game, I think they played well, but they didn't blow me away. The other two times was when they played Carolina. And the Hurricanes hemmed them in all night. Now, Tory Krug, I'm not sure Tory Krug played in either of those games, so that probably matters. But the game in St. Louis, Carolina just crushed them. Uh, and they could not get out of their own end. And that's when I realized... Uh, I, I think it was actually that game that I realized just how damn good Carolina's forecheck was. Uh, I, I, I kind of took it for granted, uh, but I think I watched the St. Louis broadcast that night, and that's all they were talking about, and it sort of hit me. I'm like, oh, I see. I see. <laughs> I see. This is what they do to teams that they don't that don't see them very very often, uh, and St. Louis was just, they could not, they couldn't move. They were suffocated. Um I yeah, like Cal- I like Calgary a lot though. Also yeah, in the West, they're, they're a great team, great coach. But if, if you, one thing to look at with St. Louis and Minnesota is Minnesota has fifty-one wins on the season. Fifteen of those came after regulation, so uh, they're they're a team that has had some good, good fortune in uh, wow in the shootout and overtime and thirty-six regulation wins. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Florida only has forty-two. Right, so like they have 15 wins after after 50 minutes, uh, which is which you know kind of is interesting. The, there's a gap for the Rangers, I think, of eight games. Pittsburgh is like nine, so a lot. I mean, those those points really do add up. The Islanders were terrible after regulation, and and they they paid for it. Uh, so just that's one thing to 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 keep in mind uh, as, as you are like kind of handicapping these things. It's good. You know, I don't need to remind anyone that three on three isn't a thing in the playoffs. <laughs> you're uh, you're a hundred percent correct on that. All right, Michael, I appreciate your time. Uh, of course. Now, last year, and I think the year before, you were really bullish on the Hurricanes. They didn't do yeah. as well, so yeah. uh, I'm kind of glad uh, yeah, that exactly. that you uh, that you like Boston. Uh, if it's Boston, I'm kind of glad that you like Tampa. Um, I actually. In, look, I, I I've said it said it a second ago. I think it's uh, it's a roll of the dice. I think if the Hurricanes play yeah, well, I th- if they, I think if they play well, if they play their game, I think they'll win. Um, but they don't always do that, and they don't always score even when they do play well. Um, but it's going to be awesome. The East the East is going to be tremendous. Uh, all right, who's winning the cup? If you had to uh, give me a winner right now, I'm going to say the Flames. I like I, it. I just I think Sutter. Yeah, I think I think that they 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 they're playing. They've been playing the way you need to play in the playoffs since night one. Um, it's it's been really impressive, uh, and you know that's that I just was referring to. Uh, Calgary fifty wins on the season, forty four in regulation. Uh, so they've been a team that's been able to do it uh, all season long, and they got the goaltending. They can beat you with size. They can beat you with skill. But probably the best line in the league. 
yeah. uh, that Kachuk line. So, yeah, I, I really do like Calgary. And I'll be a happy camper. I got Dan Sutter from before the season to be the Jack Adams winner and, and then to win the Cup. So maybe maybe I'm a little biased here, but I'll, I'll say Calgary. Calgary over Boston. Oh, Calgary over Boston. All right. Well, uh, I hope... I hope Tampa catch or t- I hope Boston catches Tampa then, uh, so at least we can get uh, a Hurricanes Boston meeting for the third time in four years. Michael LaBeouf at the Big Lebowski. I'm sorry, the Big Lebowski uh, on Twitter uh, from the Action Network. I thank you so much, man. I'll talk to you very soon. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, man. Ethan Bears fifth of the season got the scoring going at 4:44. Brendan Smith and Jesperi Kotkaniemi uh, with the assist. Jordan Martinook forced a turnover behind the net. Uh, got the puck to Kotkaniemi, who got it up the left wall to Smith. He slides it across to Bear. Uh, one thing Bear Ethan Bear does very well is get pucks away quickly uh, in terms of a shot. There was a deflection it looked like right off the shot, and it fooled Andrew Hammond, one nothing Carolina. Uh, 49 seconds later, pretty much the same type of a play. I mean, heavy shift from Martinook, Natchez, and Kokaniemi. They create chaos. Puck comes out to Ian Cole at the left point. Uh, he shoots on net. Actually, he wasn't really on net. It looked like it was wide of the net. Uh, and Natchez with the tip in for 2 nothing. Really, two very similar plays. Um, both pucks deflected, uh, but it was really caused by Carolina's forecheck and the Martinook uh, uh, Kokaniemi Natchez line was excellent. Uh, then they strike again. Kokaniemi's 12th first goal in 20 games. First goal since February 20th. More than two months for Kokaniemi. Really a gift. It was a turnover right to Martin Natchez out in the, uh, in the high slot. He made a pass to the side of the net. Kokaniemi just had to shovel it in the net. So at 12.53, Kokaniemi's 12th from Natchez makes it uh, 3-0. And KK has been involved in all three goals. The goal, he had helpers, secondary helpers on the bear goal, and Natchez's tip-in, 3-0. Fabian Zetterlin made it 3-1. Carolina Little uh, loose play in their own end uh, at 13.55, and it's 3-1. Uh, Carolina. That ended the period. We go to the second. The only goal came late. I thought it was kind of a messy, sloppy slog of a period. Um, Tavo Teravainen right off a faceoff. Vincent Trocek wins it. Uh, he uh, Turbo drags the puck from outside the circle to the right, across into the middle, uh, and then maybe used the screen, but he went over the glove side shoulder of Hammond to make it 4-1 at 17-27. The uh, the end of the period ensued, uh, and then in the third, Stephen Lawrence at 314, his eighth from Jarvis and Ajo. Uh, this is a good play in the neutral zone by Sebastian Ajo to create the opportunity. Seth Jarvis, just a marvelous display of stick handling. Dare I say, Jarvelous display of stick handling. He sets up Lawrence, uh, who really took two whacks at it and finally batted it in. Uh, His eighth made it 5-1. And then right after a Hurricanes power play expired, kind of mid, a little roughly midway through the period, uh, Brady Shea shoots from a sharp angle. uh, Basically, even with the, I think, face-off dot outside on the left, 
Uh, and then Martin Nook uh, was inside the circle with a blind deflection short side. That chased Andrew Hammond. I didn't think Hammond was bad. Matter of fact, I thought Hammond was pretty good. Uh, I didn't understand pulling him there. I mean, the goal wasn't his fault. <laughs> a, def- a deflection in short side, I don't know. Maybe he's supposed to be pressed against the post, and so maybe it was a bad goal. But uh, at that point, you're down 6-1. Didn't really uh, get, <laughs> I didn't get all of that. All right, time to go. I'm Adam, Kane's Corner Podcast, brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There is no place like it. Check it out online, free no obligation estimate. Uh, for everything for the exterior of your home, that's where you go. Also, follow the Kane's Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You give us a rating if you like, review us if you like. Uh, either way, uh, check us out. If you follow us, it shows up automatically wherever you get your podcast. Until the Canes and the either the Boston Bruins or the Tampa Bay Lightning, whenever that is, hopefully earlier in the week. Uh, until then, the regular season's over. 54, 20, and 8. 54, 20, and 8. 54 happy Canes Corner podcast episodes. See you. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts.